Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Hey math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. My beloved hometown of Los Angeles is known for its warm, sunny, and pretty much perfect weather nearly year-round, depending on your taste, of course. While I won't argue with the accuracy of this picture, there is another, much less pleasant, side to the weather in the particular part of L.A. in which I live, namely, extremely gnarly wind. No, I'm not talking about Winnie the Pooh-style blustery days. I'm talking about days of wind with gusts of 70 miles per hour and beyond. My point in telling you this isn't to complain, because I admit I don't have much to complain about. It's to give you a bit of background to help you understand why I'm so interested in estimating the heights of trees. You see, my neighbor's yard features another one of those L.A. icons, a mildly menacing tall and gangly palm tree. Understandably, at some point I began to wonder exactly how tall it is. And, in particular, is it tall enough to leave a large dent in my roof if those winds should ever prove too mighty for its shallow roots? So how did I figure out the height of the tree without having to resort to climbing it? Stay tuned, because that's exactly what we're talking about today. There are, of course, many ways that I could have measured the height of my nemesis palm tree. The most direct, but also most difficult, dangerous, and dumb method would have been to climb the tree and stretch a giant tape measure down its trunk. While that may sound like a hoot, I thought that using math while safely planted on the ground was a much better option. So I dug into my bag of math tricks and pulled out the tangent function from the wonderful world of trigonometry. Why tangent and not sine or cosine? To see, let's think about the right triangle made by drawing an imaginary line between myself, the base of the palm tree, and its tippy top. One side of this triangle is the trunk of the tree itself. The other side is the line drawn from me to the base of the tree, and the hypotenuse of the triangle is formed by the line from me up to the top of the tree. As we learned when talking about sine, cosine, and tangent, The tangent of an angle in a right triangle is the ratio of the length of the side of the triangle opposite the angle to the length of the side adjacent to it. If you think about it, you'll see that the side opposite the angle formed between the ground and the line running from me to the top of the tree is the height of the palm tree. And the length of the side adjacent to this angle is simply the distance from me to the base of the tree, which means that the tangent of that angle is equal to the height of the tree divided by the distance to the tree. If we turn this equation around, we can solve for the height of the tree in terms of the tangent of the angle and the distance to the tree. So the height is equal to the tangent of the angle times the distance. And bingo, this equation was my key to finding the height of the tree. Um, how exactly? Well, armed with this equation, all I had to do to calculate the height of the tree was, first, come up with an estimate of the angle between the ground and the top of the tree from the point at which I was standing, And second, walk off or use a tape measure to find the distance from myself to the tree. So that's exactly what I did. 
I started by asking a friend to estimate the angle between the ground and my arm as I pointed to the top of the tree. Once I had this angle estimated in degrees, I simply converted it into radians, used my calculator to find the tangent of the result, and then multiplied this by the distance from myself to the tree. The answer I got certainly wasn't exact, since my estimate of the angle and distance to the tree were not particularly precise, but it was good enough to tell me that my house wasn't going to be crushed in the next windstorm, which was good news. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com slash US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Before finishing up, did you get a chance to think about the Super Bowl scoring puzzle that I posed last week? In case you missed it, the question was, what scores are possible in a football game? Or, put another way, are there any impossible scores? As I mentioned in the episode on Super Bowl fun facts, to answer this, you need to know the different numbers of points that can be awarded. Namely, you can get two points for the relatively rare safety, three points for a field goal, and either six, seven, or eight points for a touchdown, depending on the type of the conversion the team goes for and whether or not they're successful. So, what do you think? Given all of these possibilities, are there any point totals that a team simply cannot finish the game with? Well, right off the bat, it's clear that a team can't finish with a single point, since there are no plays that are awarded one point. So, we can immediately see that final scores like 1-0, to 1-1, to or 1-to-anything else for that matter are all impossible. But are there any other impossible scores? One way to go about answering this question is to simply start working your way up the point total chart. For example, we know that two and three point totals are possible, but how about four? Indeed, that can be done by scoring two two two-point safeties. How about five points? One field goal and one safety will do the trick. And on and on and on you can go combining various numbers of safeties, field goals, and touchdowns to add up to any point total. But instead of doing all of that work figuring out how to combine different numbers of plays to make up a point total, we can also simply note that since a safety is worth two points, any even score is possible. And since a field goal is worth one more point than a safety, any odd score is possible too since we can always remove one safety in exchange for a field goal, which means that the only impossible final point total in football is one. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. While you're out and about on the internet, please take a look at my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's perfect for you and all the math fans in your life, and it's available wherever you like to buy books. Also, remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook at facebook.com slash themathdude and on Twitter at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge, with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. 
The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.